0: Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Leflit, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And there is a word for us today that can help us along the way. That's dealing with knowing who Jesus is. Who do you say that Jesus is? Now, there should be no doubt in your mind who he is. And he had to show his disciples in the gospel who he was. And in Luke's gospel, the ninth chapter, we see what Jesus starting in that 28th verse, reveals his glory to his disciples. The Bible says that he had asked, who do you say that I am? And he had asked his disciples to pick up their cross and follow him. See, when you know him, when you pick up your cross, it's much easier the bad things that life may throw you away. Somebody right now might be dealing with uh, some trouble on the job, trouble in your home, trouble in your finances, and trouble uh, in your mind, in your health. But I'm here today to tell you, Jesus is saying, pick up your cross. Take that sickness, take that heartache, take that out-of-control child and follow him. And when you follow him, the burden is much easier to bear. Oh, he's a God that's able to carry your burdens and mine all at the same time. Take it to the Lord and leave it there. God doesn't want you to have to live a life where you're dealing with some oppression and sadness, sickness and and depression in your life. He wants you to have life and have it more abundantly. But in order to do that, you got to give all of your cares and all of your concerns over to him. And when you give it over to him, you can't pick it back up and take it up again. And so when he asked his disciples, he told them um, to pick up their cross and follow him. And if you give your life to him, life will be much better. For whoever gains life in this world actually loses life. Whoever loses his life for the gospel's sake and for Jesus' name in this life gains life. When you do things for Christ, you're actually gaining life. Fulfillment of life is only what you do for Christ. Or oh, this worldly thing can only give you a temporary pleasure. But when you give your life to Christ and work for him and let God use you as an oracle of the kingdom, life becomes more enjoyable and more fulfilled in everything that you do. And after he had talked to the disciples about picking their, their cross and following him and um, giving their life over to Jesus and gaining life and not losing it because of the things of the world, he takes them up to a mountaintop. But he only takes Peter, James, and John. Peter, James, and John uh, was his most intimate disciples. They were closer to him than all the other nine. It just Jesus kept those close. They even went to the Garden of Gethsemane with him when he was getting ready to go to the cross the next day. Peter, James, and John, they were his inner circle or we all have friends that we can depend on. Um, somebody that we can rely on. When life comes and tries to shift us like we, we can call on some friends. And they are always there to help us and pick us up all over again. And so he takes these three disciples to the mountaintop. Eight, eight days after he asked the question about who he was. And picking up their cross. And the Bible says while he's up there praying... We all know Jesus prayed every chance he got. In the morning time, they would look for Jesus and Jesus would be off praying somewhere. If Jesus had to do it, what about you? This scripture tells us about how Jesus was encouraged to go to Jerusalem to die on the cross. Now, if the Son of God had to be encouraged, what about you? You're going to need some encouragement along this life also because things are going to shake you sometime. because you're only human. You can't fight some battles. You need the help of Almighty God on your side. But God is an an encourager and I hear him encouraging you right now to keep fighting, to keep trusting, to keep believing, to keep working on his behalf. When he took Peter, James, and John up to that mountain, when while he was praying, the Bible says that he was transformed into uh, a, a raiment of light. And his true glory began to be expressed. And he was shining so bright. And while Peter, James, and John were up there looking, while Jesus was being transformed into his true glory... Of his heavenly glory, two men showed up and came to Jesus' side, and one name was Moses, and the other, his name was Elijah. Uh, On this mountain, two men came to encourage Jesus for his decease down in Jerusalem, and who came? Moses and Elijah, and they were shining bright for. The disciples are seeing Moses represented the Old Testament. The first five books of the Bible. The commandments of God. Uh, Moses knew something about being on the mountaintop because he had been on Mount Sinai for 40 days. Fasting and trusting in God. Sometimes you got to get higher to get closer to God. You got to separate yourself from some friends, from some loved ones, some co-workers, some Addictions that you may have down here in the valley. And you got to get up a little higher. Separate yourself. Consecrate yourself. And call on the Lord. And tarry after the Holy Spirit. And seek his face. And and his righteousness. And you have to separate yourself from the things of this world. And on that mountaintop, Moses got the Ten Commandments. And so he knew something about being on the mountaintop experience. So Moses is up there encouraging Jesus to decease down in Jerusalem. Then Elijah was on the other side of Jesus, encouraging him. Elijah represented the prophets of the Old Testament. The people that spoke on behalf of God. The mouthpiece of God. The word of God. All those prophets in the Old Testament that said that Jesus was coming and to keep hope and to believe and trust because the savior of the world was on his way and while Elijah was encouraging Jesus he knew something about being on mount horeb for 40 days he knew something about dealing with God on on a higher level and coming up higher to encounter God or well, Moses and Elijah knew something about 40 days of fasting and being Jesus knew about 40 days of fasting in the wilderness. They all knew about coming up higher and spending time with God. But they were there to encourage Jesus to go on to Jerusalem and to die on that cross. For all men who believe by faith could be saved and saved from the destination of hell. If Jesus had to be encouraged, people of God, what about you? And we all know the story. After these two men came and encouraged Jesus, the Bible says that Peter felt like he was in a deep sleep and he looked up and he said, Master, he's talking to Jesus. Uh, Let us build a tabernacle for Moses, Elijah, and for you right here on this mountain. And Jesus said, no, it's not the time or the place. Keep this close what you have seen until the right time. So they didn't speak about it as long as Jesus was alive. But when Jesus died, they say we saw him in his glory on that mountain that day when Moses and Elijah came to encourage him to go on to the cross. And while they were standing there, Jesus told them no, because at the bottom of the mountain, if you keep on reading the scripture, there was a man that was full of demons that needed deliverance. See, people of God, we can't stay on the mountain forever. We got to come down and get back to work. To that person who just wants to call on the Lord and ask the Lord to do this and that for you, you once you talk to God, you got to get to work. You got to put your hand to the plow. You can ask God, but God wants to see you work along with Him to bring the manifestation into this physical realm. Whatever you're asking God, you're going to have to use your hands to put to the plow. If you want that business, you got to work. God will do the rest for you, He'll be a co-signer for you. A present help in time of need. But you got to put your hand to the plow. There was a man down in the mountain, down the mountain in the valley that needed deliverance. They couldn't stay on the mountaintop forever. We got to go back to work. Let's go down. Don't build no tabernacle here on top of the mountain. Let's go to the people and try to help them. And the Bible says while Jesus was talking to them, a cloud began to come into their presence. And the cloud came and engulfed them. And out of the cloud, a voice came saying, this is my son. Listen to him. It was the voice of almighty God. This is my son. Listen to him. And I hear God saying it in this physical world right now. I sent my son. Listen to him. The only way you can get back home. To your father in glory. You have to go through Jesus Christ. There's no other door. There's no other way. There's no other light. No truth. The only way you can get back home. To the spiritual glory land. Is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. For he is the shepherd. And the way. The truth and the life. He's the doorway. He laid down his life. So that he could pick it up again. To let us come into the presence. Of almighty God the father. But the voice came to encourage. The disciples. To do. What Jesus had said. And I'm here today to tell you. That God has not given you the spirit of fear. But a power. Love. And a sound mind. The Apostle Paul told Timothy that, a second generation Christian who did not see Jesus face to face but had to operate in faith. And I hear Jesus saying it to us right now through the Apostle Paul God did not give you the spirit of fear. Don't fear. God, the one that woke you up this morning, is the same one yesterday, today, and forevermore. Whatever you're going through, he will carry you through. It might not come when you want him be always right on time. Not only did he not give us the spirit of fear, but he gave, gave us the spirit of love. To love each other. To love and express the faith in Jesus Christ. And then gave us a sound mind. That's encouraging right now. When the devil tries to shake you and take you off your course and tell you that God doesn't love you or you've done too much for God to accept you, put the devil up on your feet and call on the name of Jesus and Jesus will make a way out of no way. Be encouraged, people of God. And I'm going to say a prayer right now to somebody who may be Um, in a dilemma, may not know Jesus Christ, but you heard this message. And it's not by coincidence. God is encouraging you to come to his son. Listen to him. Because he was well pleased with his son. He is the way, the truth, and the life back home to the Father. So I'm going to say a prayer right now. If you repent of your sins, and you want to come back to God, repeat this prayer along with me. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, forgive me. I repent of my sins, things I did knowing and unknowing. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Wash me, cleanse me, create in me a clean heart. And Lord God, I believe that he gave the Lord's Supper one night and the next day went to the cross on my behalf died in my place but three days later got her with all power in his hand I believe let me be part of the Holy Family of God in Jesus Christ's name I pray Amen Amen, amen. We love you at Neely we're praying for you we have an after school program starting in October on Thursday evening If you want your child to be part of it, we invite you to come and attend, starting at 6 o'clock on Thursday evenings in October. We love you, love your neighbor as yourself, and remember keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed, people of God.